Hi there, my name is Killer Cross. It's very loud in here, but this is a shout out. I hope you're listening to Wrestling with Tacos. Is that what it's called? Tell me, what's the, is it Wrestling with Tacos? If there's no tacos, I don't want to watch it. If there's no tacos, I'm right. Hey, shut up! Shut up! Turn it off and PayPal me, please, immediately. I have problems with people hiring me for wrestling shows and not paying me in a timely fashion, so. Wrestling, wrestling, tacos. You both say well, one. Say well, one. The Reaper. This isn't just wrestling. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Wrestling Tacos Podcast. I am one of your hosts, the Emo Cell Wall One, Franco. Yep, and this is the Reaper, Ruben Blanco. Uh, how how was your week, man? You know, just going. <laughs> Yours? Uh, lo- lots of wrestling. Lots of fucking wrestling. A lot. Uh, it was definitely a historic week last week in wrestling, and it started off amazing. Um, and it can't kind say of, it ended that way. Yeah, kind of went <laughs> somewhere down the line. Yeah, man, that actually bled into the beginning of this week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. Uh, we usually begin. We usually begin with rumors and news and whatnot. Um, yeah. Let's see. Last time we talked to y'all guys, it was on Sun Sunday before Hell in a Cell to break down what happened on SmackDown and talk about our predictions for Hell in a Cell. So five, three, three days, four days ago. Yeah, a couple days ago, and uh, we saw our pretty faces. Helen so happened. Uh, apparently, a couple people got injured. Uh, Bray Wyatt and Sasha Banks. Yep. Apparently, and they haven't disclosed. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, they haven't disclosed you know either injury. Um, but I have heard for sure with Sasha Banks, they're they're not saying anything. They're, they're trying not to say anything at all. But whatever it is that she has or got, uh, may keep her off TV for a couple weeks. Yeah, that's that sucks. Yeah, and then as for Bray Wyatt, with whatever he has, I think what's being told or you know what's going around is uh, he had a concussion, but he did show up on uh, Monday Night Raw, which we'll get into. Uh, he he did show up, so kind of iffy if it is a concussion or you know whatever it is, but whatever it is, I guess it it's not too serious, so that's good. You know, it's always good to hear. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully it's nothing serious. Um, yeah. Other than that, there's not really much. Uh, today's Friday, as you're listening to this. So uh, today is the draft for WWE. It'll begin today and finish on Monday. Mm-hmm. And, yep, uh, so SmackDown on Fox. Um, so it's the draft. Of course, you're going to see who goes where. Um, and then to determine who gets the pick first, uh, it was just announced yesterday with Roman Reigns versus Seth Rollins for the first pick. Yep, and uh, Rollins will represent Raw, Roman Reigns represents Smackdown. Mm-hmm. Yep, and uh, don't be surprised if you see Rollins get booed out of the building. We'll go over that in a little bit, but don't be surprised. Yeah, um, that's pretty much it for news and rumors that I know of. Um, you want to get into yeah, it's really just yeah, it's really just injuries uh, that was coming up. 
Yeah, we'll, we'll get into Hell in a Cell that happened. Um, you want to give your initial thoughts overall? On the show as a whole? Yes, as a so, whole. So, as a whole, uh, you know, it, it started off decent. Uh, I don't think it was going to be a bad show by any means. Uh, some of the matches, you know, they kind of dragged or, you know, just okay. Um, until we got to the uh, Hell in a Cell match with Becky Lynch and Sasha Banks, I, it was a great Hell in a Cell. Um, you know, uh, weapons were used, it, just great storytelling, everything. It, it was an amazing match. So, after the match, it, it felt like, okay, this is going to be a, a good pay-per-view. You know, I, I would refrain from calling it great at that time, but, you know, I thought, okay, it's going to be really good. And it was fine, like I said. Um, Natalia went up against Lacey Evans. You know, it's a match we've seen before. It was okay. Uh, the Hell in a Cell match was next with Sasha Banks and Becky Lynch, which was amazing, like I said. Uh, what was after that? After that was... Um... With the Roman Reigns, Daniel Bryan versus Luke Harper and Eric Rowan. Yeah. Um, I thought it was good. It was better than I thought it would be. Um, I was hoping that there would be some type of a... Well, I don't want to say a turn because Daniel Brown was already a heel. Um, I thought he'd attack Roman or whatever, the, you know, some, something along those lines, some kind of a twist. Um, instead, they beat Rowan and uh, Harper and they hugged it out. You know, it's very anticlimactic, but, you know, it, it, it was okay. I'm afraid that I, you know, Rowan, I mean, not Rowan, uh, Harper's going to fade into obscurity again until his contract's up. But, you know, I'm sure we'll see that. I will see from there. Um, Ali went up against Randy Orton I thought this was a really good match this, I think this is one of those where it's like you just throw a pairing and it works uh, and Randy Orton had a highlight reel of, a, of an RKO which I thought was pretty cool actually not but right before that Ali had a, one of the best reversals of the RKO I've ever seen um, he did a handstand <laughs> right when Randy Orton came down with it uh, even Randy Orton on Twitter himself said, you know, it, it was it was pretty cool. Um, after that was the uh, women's tag team title match, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross versus the Kabuki Warriors, which was, you know, just thrown together. For those of y'all who don't know, there was only, what, three, four matches uh, by the time, by Saturday. And then on Sunday, they added another four. No story, no no nothing. I think except maybe the Ollie Randy Orton I think that was like a backstage segment but other than that they were just thrown together um Kabuki Warriors are now heel and that was random but it's kind of refreshing um I I love Asuka and Kyrie Sane so you know it, it was nice for me I know you don't really care too much for them right meh <clears throat> I like Asuka to go back to NXT but meh yeah I, I would have loved that too but I mean I'm just glad they're doing something with her um, they ended up winning the titles. They uh, she actually sprayed mist uh, in Nikki Cross's face, and he got the got the pin. So they're champions now, which I think it was it was a good surprise for me at least. Um, and then Viking Raiders versus the OC, right? If I'm not mistaken. Yes. Um, no way. Yeah, yeah. The Viking yeah. Raiders versus the OC, and they had the Braun. the mystery partner which we thought was going to be Cedric Alexander or, you know, some, somebody that had more history with AJ Styles. Uh, it turned out to be Braun Strowman. 
and I went from there. That's where uh, you had Tyson Fury, right, or no? No, Tyson Fury was on SmackDown. That was on SmackDown. Okay, yeah, yeah. So uh, I just know the Viking Raiders won by disqualification. Uh, I don't really remember that match, to be honest with you. Uh, and then they had Chad Gable versus King Corbin, which was actually a, a good match. Told you. Um, what was that? I told you. Yeah, okay. So, he, <laughs> you know, he, he was right. He did choose uh, Shorty G. Is it calling him Shorty Gable? <laughs> As, uh, no, no, not that. I told, I told you on the predictions that they're going to have a good match. You're like, no, nah, they're going to have a good oh, match. Like, yeah, no, yeah. they're going to have a good match. They, yeah, they, they had a really good match. It was, it was crazy. Uh, I didn't think it'd be as good. Um, you know, I, I never was the biggest Baron Corbin dude, but yeah, he's definitely better than than what you hear me say. Um, so yeah, it, it was a pretty good match. I, I, I really don't like all the short jokes. I think they go a little too far sometimes. Yeah. Maybe it's just me being butthurt because I'm short, but you know, whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, like I said, it was a pretty good match. Uh, Charlotte Flair versus Bailey. I think we all knew Charlotte was going to come out. Apparently one. not. Uh, on Twitter, I was on, on Hell in a Cell, and everybody was like, what? Charlotte actually won? I was like, what the hell? Did no one not, not see that coming? Whoever whoever's, whoever said that doesn't watch, I guess. Um, so now Charlotte's a 10-time champion, which, I mean, it's I don't think it's a bad thing. I, I was tired of Bailey as champ, but at the same time, you know, 10 times in four years, I think she's been on the roster. 2015, it's, yeah. What was it? Seven? Uh, 2015. Oh my god! They said seven. I was gonna say, oh my god. Um, yeah, you know, so it, it's one of those things where it's like it makes sense, but then at the same time, I at least for me, I get that feeling. It's like okay, ten, you know, in just a couple of years, kind of too fast. But I mean, you can't deny what she can do, so it makes sense, you know. So overall, you know, a decent, decent pay per view, and then you get down to the fiend. Bray Wyatt versus Seth Rollins Universal Championship in a Hell in a Cell. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but in a Hell in a Cell, you know, anything goes for the most part, right? No. No? No, it's never like that. Like, I, Hell in a Cell, I could have sworn. It, um, you know, you basically kill your opponent, but once you're about to kill your opponent, it's whenever it gets thrown out. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I, I do remember something kind of like that last year when Hell in a Cell was in San Antonio I happened to be there uh, Brock Lesnar came out of, who was it was it Roman Reigns versus Braun Strowman yep for the Universal Championship and Brock Lesnar came out F5 both of them and it ended in a no contest or DQ whatever it was either way there was no winner and there was a lot of backlash and I was a part of it it was a horrible ending well when we went over on live and we did discuss our predictions I predicted that was gonna this was gonna end in a DQ and WWE themselves put it on Twitter would you like to see the match end in a pinball submission or DQ okay they, this they, is the stupidest they, thing ever they put what what do you think is gonna happen not what do you what do you want to happen I don't give a damn <laughs> <laughs> the fact that it was an option is stupid and there's to me there's more to the match that was bad than just the finish um, a lot of people liked it I didn't I didn't like the lighting I didn't like that it was red I understood where they were coming from but you have a red cell and then you have red light 
it's hard to see, or at least for me, it was hard to see. And then I could imagine for the people there in the crowd, it oh. was hard to see. <clears throat> Last year with you being there live, was it red lighting as well? No. Because someone told me it was red lighting last year as well. I could not remember that. Not that I... It wouldn't even make sense. Like, for me, it's like, okay, it was red because it's the Fiend. It's it's, it's his aura. It's his mystique. You know, it's yeah. that kind of thing. It's like Kane. When Kane came out, what was it, in 97? I think he had a, a hell... It might have been a hell in a cell or some type of match. And it was all red. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken. It just goes with the character. So I, I don't think it would have made any sense for it to be with Roman Reigns and uh, Ron Strowman. But anyways, um, you know, so that's one thing. But at the same time, it was like, okay, you know, I'm joining this match. You know what's going to happen. Well, you know what needs to happen. Now, I don't believe he should have ever been involved in this match. I think he should have had a rivalry with somebody else. Seth Rollins could have defended the championship against somebody else. And then after a couple of feuds, I'm thinking two or three, then Broncos for the Universal Championship. So we can make sure that in a couple of months, we're not tired of it, you know? Yeah. Well, WWE backed themselves into this corner of putting them against each other. And obviously they weren't ready to pull the trigger. So uh, Seth Rollins did 11 curb stops. 12. I counted 11. I counted 12. 12, If if it's 12, that's even worse. (laughs) So you waste the finisher so many times. You do a pedigree. I don't know how many pedigrees he did. How did he get that momentum to do 12, though? Because the crowd wasn't insuring him. Like, in the games... No, they were booing the hell out of him. Yeah, in the games, you get momentum by, you know, crowd cheering, booing as well. But even <laughs> then, like... How are you going to, like... You, did you put infinite finishers on or something? Uh, he had, it, like, the old-school arcade uh, Here comes the pain one, you know? Like, <laughs> <laughs> where, where you start off with 11, because he just started busting them out. He did the pedigree. Uh, I don't know how many times, but he did the pedigree. He did a bunch of super kicks. He was going crazy. He did and, finishers that weren't in his finishers. <laughs> yeah. and, and, and to the Fiend's defense in this, he looked strong. He was, you know, he was breaking out everything at, at one at, at a one count. It definitely added excitement, you know. Uh, and then, uh, <laughs> you know, during the match, it's so funny because you see the Fiend bust out this big ass mallet. <laughs> And start kicking Seth's ass with this thing, and there was nobody said anything, you know. But then Seth goes and you know he hits him with chairs. He gets the ladder for whatever reason. He put the chair in the ladder, which I thought was stupid. That made no sense. If anything, that protected him more. But again, whatever. <laughs> and then he gets a toolbox, and you know he's going ham, hitting him with the toolbox and whatever. Then he puts the toolbox on the ladder. <laughs> what was it? He puts the toolbox on the ladder. He puts the toolbox on the ladder, and then he gets out and goes, hey, what the hell, I'm going to use a sledgehammer. And it pisses me off so much. I think I'm more mad at the ref than anybody else, just from hearing what the hell he said. But, you know, Seth Rollins gets the sledgehammer, he goes into the ring, and the ref is like, no, Seth, this isn't you. Think about what you're doing. That pissed me off so much, because I knew from there that's what was going to happen. Honestly, if the ref had said, if you do this, I'm going to disqualify you, like, out loud into the camera, People would have still been pissed, don't get me wrong, but I think it would have made sense, in a way. Kind because of. then it's like, okay, it's up to Seth Rollins, you know what I mean? But instead, you know, it's like, oh, look at yourself in the mirror, don't you know, I hated that. And it even looked like Seth Rollins was going to cry, which I'll give it to him, that was some good acting. I don't like Seth Rollins, but, you know, hey, good on you. And then he hits, <laughs> he hits the ladder, or the chair, or whatever the hell. Like, again, it probably wouldn't even hurt and uh, he gets 
Well, it's not a disqualification. It's a no contest, right? Yeah. Uh, WWE actually issued a statement from the ref saying, well, I have to look out for the well-being and whatever, whatever. This is the fiend. He's supposed to be this supernatural being, is he not? That's like so stupid. And then it ends and paramedics come out, which again, I think is stupid. Paramedics come out, all this stuff, they're making this big thing. All while everybody's getting booed. And I mean booed, you know, and restart the match chance and refund chance, even your AEW chance. Just for the fiend to pop up, do a mandible claw, make Seth Rollins gag, and then make fake blood come out. And by that point, it's like, why? Why, why would you even, why couldn't you get up during the match? It's not his fault, but it's stupid. And then apparently after, you know, Vince thought it was funny. You know, he, that was the ending he wanted. Of course, of course, after seeing how much of a reaction it got and how negative it was, apparently he uh, was like, okay, I know I messed up. Then he made this, it was reported by one of these sites that he actually said, you know, our wrestlers and, you know, are the <laughs> superstars, because they're not wrestlers, the superstars are too pro wrestling. <laughs> That's, it sounds insulting to me. I mean, I don't know. I'm not a wrestler, but. Okay. What the hell is it? It um, is. It's sports entertainment, but it's based on wrestling. Overall, what what did you think of the review overall, though? It was disgusting. <laughs> it was disgusting. That main okay. event alone okay. messed up the whole pay-per-view. Let's rewind a little bit. Overall, uh, my opinion, me, the Emo Savo and Franco, I thought it was actually a pretty good pay-per-view. From beginning... From beginning, from Natalia versus Lacey Evans for the fucking 10,000th time, up until uh, Charlotte versus Bailey. It was a good pay-per-view. Yeah. Uh, the ending was trash, but... Um, sorry, I'm hearing noise in my house. Anyways, uh, the ending was trash, but overall, you take it for what it is, it was a good pay-per-view, except for the ending. Everything was good. It was hot, steaming garbage the ending yes yes it just it, it soured <clears throat> I, I guess i may take it a little too hard i no that is horrible my that, thing it, with it's it it's horrible it's insulting it was just straight like stupid. i don't think there's any way to justify that ending. like you said that uh why book yourself in this position if you don't give him the, if you give fiend the title like there was ways they could have yeah, exactly. they could have done this they could have given him the title and then the next night on Raw, have him say, you know, I didn't want this stupid title. All I wanted was for Seth to realize that he has, he has his own deep thoughts, whatever fuck inside of him. Yeah, I, I took him to hell. I brought and, him. And well, you know, relinquish the title. Promo is, you know, as long as you make it clear, excuse me, I don't care about this title. You know, if you were to do it that way, at least you know Hell in a Cell ended how it was supposed to. Yeah, then he could relinquish the title, and then you have the dress. And then the next week, after the draft, you can start a tournament for the Universe title. And then the next pay-per-view, besides Crown Jewel, is Survivor Series. Have the suspense building, suspense building on, oh, who's Lesnar going to face from Raw for the, with the title? Who's, who is he going to face? Up until the last week, and then we find out who he's facing. Like, we like tournaments. Tournaments are fucking good. But no. Yeah. Another way they could have done it. 
that uh another, another another thing you know these speak on survivor series i don't know if you had saw it wwe themselves posted on their twitter you know the rematch right bray wyatt versus seth rollins for the championship and immediately deleted it yeah they did and i think the reason for that is because if history were to be any indication on what's going to happen they're going to have if you know at this point what what it would look like is seth versus brock lesnar again champion versus champion yep um, so then that that means that Seth Rollins wouldn't defend his title until what December? Uh, so defend at Crown Jewel or Crown Jewel? No, because um, at Crown Jewel he's part of Team. Uh, team oh Roman yeah, that's right. And uh, versus Team Flair. Unless they do what they've been doing the last two years, where um, the champion loses their title like two weeks prior. Mm-hmm. Like how AJ Styles lost, Jinder Mahal lost the title to AJ Styles, and AJ Styles lost his title to Daniel Bryan. Yeah. So they do that as well, but. Again, either way, like I said, I don't think there's any way to justify it in, in a sense that it, it's smart. And there's a lot of people, you know, I, mean, I I love WWE, but at this point I love it more for what it was when I was growing up because I think it's just horrible now. It really is, or at least as far as Raw is and to a point SmackDown. I just don't think there's any way you can justify it. And there's people who, you know, oh, we'll just wait and see. You know, there's a bigger picture to it. And no, I, I don't think so. And as strong as the fiend looked, this could only, uh, to me, it only damages him. Yeah, to me, it does. You know, he looks strong, but then at the same time, it's like it's just Bray Wyatt again. It's just Bray Wyatt yep. who can cut and promos, who's great, but can't win. Um, during the show, another thing that I thought of was. Uh, Becky Lynch versus Sasha Banks. That should have closed out the show, in all honesty. Oh, yeah, definitely. That, um, definitely. Especially, they're on this high of, you know, the women's revolution still, aren't they? I mean, it would make sense, I think. Especially if they knew, you know, of course they knew. But especially if they knew that The Fiend wasn't going to win, why like, would you not put that? I put that. I would put that in the third or fourth match. You had to, there were. You had to but, know that yeah. people were going to boo... And the, the the thing that pissed me off, you know, I like Seth Rollins, but as a face, I despise him. But the thing that pissed me off was that the fans were booing him. It wasn't his fault. And then that you saw the video of that one guy with the sign "Seth Rollins is not cool." Yeah. Okay, that He's video. Not cool. Yeah, but that video really <laughs> pissed me cool. off. He's a dweeb. It, you could tell it got to um, Rollins under his skin as well. Because he's a little wussy. I don't like him either. <laughs> well, wait, wait till I mean, he turns heel. I know you like him. I don't like him at all. I never have. Wait till he turns heel. You're like, oh yeah, this is wrong. Even, he's like, when, uh, even when he's, I hated him when he was. I hate him altogether, man. He's <laughs> great in the ring, though. I'll, I'll give you that. He really is great in the ring. Not taking away anything from that, but as a character, as he's just a little weasel. But then whenever when he is a heel, it's just one of those where it's like I hate you, but it's not because because your character. I, I just hate you, man. Is that how you feel about the Miz? With the yeah, back in the day with the Miz, I didn't care if he was heel or face. I hated him. I thought he was a dumbass. And then after a while, I appreciated like, wow, this dude, you know, like he he is something great. I don't care what anybody says. Miz is great yeah. as a heel, but yeah, back then I couldn't see that. Now, oh man, I don't like Rollins. I don't like his attitude. I I don't I don't like it. You know, you know, MJF got cheered more than Seth Rollins, right? <laughs> and Rollins is the face of well, WWE. We'll, we'll get into that, man. I have a lot to talk about on that. Um, 
We broke down Hell in, or you broke down Hell in a Cell. Uh, now you're going to go for Raw? <sighs> oh, let me just tell you, and you know, for those of y'all who didn't see, it was straight garbage, too. Uh, it, was, but it was pure dumpster I, I, fire. <laughs> I will give them this, okay? It is the Raw after Hell in a Cell before Friday's draft. So what could they do? You know, they couldn't do any type of a storyline or anything like that for the most part because people were going to, you know, go to different shows. So I, I, I get it. But damn, it was underwhelming as hell. People not are... I had high expectations, but oh my God. The uh, thing about Raw is that they did not mention anything about Helena Cell except for... Um, except for Becky Lynch and Sasha Banks until the third yeah. hour. And then they did like a little recap what happened with The Fiend and they cut down all the... The booing and shit, but oh, they definitely made it look nice. They made yeah. it look like it was a great match, and people came way happy with it. Um, people were bitching on Twitter that they didn't mention Hell in a Cell at all. My thing is, why are y'all bitching? They didn't mention Hell in a Cell leading up to Hell in a Cell. Like nothing was said <laughs> about Hell in a Cell at all. And so, he really means this because he did tell me this. Like it, it was, it was dumb. I was like, why are y'all bitching for it? Just. They didn't mention it at all. Why are they going to mention it afterwards? It was nothing. Honestly, honestly we shouldn't even mention Raw. <laughs> I, I don't want to mention Raw. Mention Raw the the one thing... There's two things I want to mention about Raw. Three things. I didn't even write the ending of Raw. What the hell? Okay, either way. Two things of the ending of, of Raw. One, it opened up with the entrance video. And then no pyro. Where they told us they were going to get Rusev versus Randy Orton to begin the show. We got Rusev getting attacked by Randy Orton and Baron Corbin inside the ring. King Corbin. King Corbin, yes. And he was getting beat down. Then he started getting upper hand on the video. Um, on the Titan, uh Bobby Lash came on. He was inside of Rusev's, Rusev's house, house yeah. inside of his bed, his uh, bedroom. Lana came in. It was in. literally a, a porno. It was blacked. <laughs> uh, Lana... <laughs> Lana came in, they did some uh, sexy stuff, she took off her bra inside of the blanket, because of course it's PG, and there was porno music playing, <laughs> who even put on the radio, <laughs> and, and then uh, whatever type of clapper he has for that lamp, I want, because he clapped and it went pitch black, dude. <laughs> um, <laughs> Rusev afterwards got pissed off and went uh, Machka, and attacked Corbin and Orton. <laughs> And uh, yeah, it, it made Rusev look dominant. If I like that though. If if they're going I, with I, this, I don't like the storyline. But yeah, if you're gonna do this, at least make it to where it's realistic. He's gonna look pretty bad. Sorry, I, was I like that. Uh, that. That was good. I'll yes, that. that that's the only thing I liked. Well, one of the only things I liked about Raw. I don't like Rusev. I've never liked Rusev. Rusev Day to me was Aiden English. I liked Aiden English because of that. But. That actually got me to liking Rusev, and I'm like, you know, if he if he's gonna do this, then make him look, you know, dominant. Make him build him yeah. back up to where he used to be whenever he first came onto the scene. That's what they need to do. Yeah, and I, and that was a good way. Like I said, I hate the storyline. I think it's so stupid, and it, it doesn't need to happen. But they're sticking to it, and if they are good, build Rusev back up. Uh, that you know that there was as bad as this role was. Yeah, there, there was good things. I like that Alistair Black was there. I didn't like that he was against the Singh brothers or, you know, whatever, but I'm glad that they actually have him on. They're so start and stop with him, it bugs the hell out of me because he's a 
great defender. Uh, this whole night was pretty much Tyson Fury demanding an apology, Braun Strowman saying no, get these hands. Tyson Fury saying an apology, Braun Strowman saying no, you're going to get these hands. The ending was Braun Strowman and Tyson Fury coming out and both of them giving each other the hands. And, um, yeah, if, if you follow us on Instagram, you saw the meme I posted, or hopefully you saw the meme I posted, and that's how I feel the USA is right now. Like, we get Braun Strowman and Tyson Fury, <laughs> while Fox gets Kane Velasquez and Brock Lesnar. And then Tyson Fury had to throw the, like, fakest punches ever, because <laughs> he knows he can, he can kill somebody. Like, I mean, I'm glad he I, did, I though. I don't, I don't like it, man. I, I, I really don't. I prefer, you know, Russell not to die on TV. You prefer what? A wrestler not to die on TV? Yeah, yeah, you know, especially if <laughs> you got a big-ass dude like Braun Strowman just dropping down like a little girl. But, you know, it, it, there's good things that happen, but really uh, nothing that's that good. You know, and it was a very forgettable episode. Uh, for the matches that there were that were decent, you know, like as what Ricochet, Ricochet went up against Apollo Crews, I didn't even I write think, that uh, down. What was that? I didn't even write that down. Yeah, you see, yeah, if I'm not mistaken, it's Apollo Crews versus Ricochet. It's one of those where it's like it's good. You know, they're no, you know, they're good competitors, but at the same time, there was nothing special at all. That you know, it, it was, eh. <laughs> you know, it, it's just that, that's how raw it was. It was that eh. we had Except the, Oscar. we uh, had the, she, she the uh, before we move on. Oscar did the mist again. Um, to Becky Lynch in the tag team match and uh, I hope I mean it's weird because she's in a tag team but I hope that sets up something because where we have the women you know Becky Charlotte Sasha and even Bailey, Asuka should be up there like I, I think hands down she should be in that discussion and she's not and I think it's because she can't speak English but she's in tag team right now I know well, that's what I'm saying like, it doesn't make sense to me but she belongs in that conversation. I, I think she should. She belongs in NXT she where she up. can make it good. That would be badass. Yeah. Her versus Rhea Ripley? Shit. Take my money. Oh, yeah. Shut up and take my money. Um, <laughs> one more thing. We had the OC on, but they fought the Lucha House Party. The only factor that could have saved Raw was the OC. But they fought the Lucha House Party. So moving on from that. That was really that was really odd. Yeah. And now a word from our sponsors. Do you collect comics, Marvel or DC? At Trinity Comics, you don't gotta pick a side, because they have everything. Looking for old key comics? Looking for the new hot stuff? Then stop on by the Trinity Comics and Collectibles at the Corpus Christi Trade Center, 2833 South Padre Island Drive. Follow their Facebook at Trinity Comics stay up to date on what they get in. Illegally Imported is a car brand that focuses on what's important in the car community. Your car. You like pictures? Hit them up on Instagram at Illegally Imported to follow all of their new pics. You want a personal shoot? Drift into their DMs and they will get you squared away. Corpus Christi to Dallas and everywhere in between. Follow them on Instagram at Illegally Imported. Illegally Imported has a special offer this month. You can pre-order one of their shirts for $20 for the Dia de los Muertos Special Edition launch. Hood Wrecking Entertainment. Do you collect figures, movies, CDs, or pops? If so, hit up HWE. They are located at 4060 Southport Avenue in Corpus Christi, Texas. They are the dopest near the ocean. Also have studio time for you aspiring musicians. They are open Monday through Thursday, 12 noon to 10 p.m. And Friday, Saturday, 12 noon to 11 p.m. Closed Sundays. 
Follow them on Facebook at HWE. Tell them Rosslyn Tacos Podcast sent you. We had on Tuesday at 5.05 p.m. Central Time, 6.05 Eastern, NWA Power. Uh, I don't know if you saw it. It was on YouTube and Facebook, which is yeah, fucking you, awesome. Yeah, it, it was definitely amazing. I didn't get to see the entire show. Um, I saw a couple matches. It has this nostalgia feeling. It, 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 it's so crazy. The presentation of it, just, just everything that they did with this show is definitely something to watch every week. Uh, did you watch NWA? Did you ever watch NWA when you were younger? No. No? Okay. Uh, I didn't watch NWA when I was younger, but, you know, I have seen matches and, you know, and clips and everything from back then. It feels like that. Yeah, I've seen clips, but I never actually watched it. And uh, it, it, it feels like that. It is uh, it, it's something else. That, that, that feeling is, some, is something else. Yeah, that it looks... That presentation was great. The stage and everything is throwback. And the audience, oh, yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> it began with... You know, you know what was weird before you got into that that I actually liked? Uh, <laughs> Jim Cornette on commentary. Yeah, I don't like Jim Cornette, but Jim Cornette on commentary, I'm like, okay, <laughs> yeah. he's all right. He's but wow, him and, it was him and uh, I think the other dude's Joe Galley or something like that. It, it was weird. It felt so old school, but in a way that it, it was just amazing. I, I love it. But I'm sorry, go ahead and go into the matches. Um, it opened up with the world's heavyweight champion, uh, Nick Aldis. He cut a promo um, on the stage. You might know him as Magnus. Yes, Bruce right, Magnus. Okay. Uh, he cut a promo talking about... Um, I forgot what I was talking about. He just cut a promo, and it was a pretty good promo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, same thing. I, I don't remember exactly what he was saying, but... It's something where it's just he, he, he can't complain. He was talking he about Tim Storm. He was gonna give Tim Storm a title shot tonight, and if uh, Storm loses, that's his last time going for the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. And um, all this effort to bring it, bring his all because he will, because wrestling is the only thing that puts food on his family's table. And if you don't know who um, Nick Aldis is, he's actually married to WWE Raw Superstar SmackDown Super, no, Raw, no SmackDown Superstar. Uh, Whatever she gets drafted to, if Mickey she gets James. drafted at all. Yeah, <laughs> Mickey James. And um, so you know he's doing well. Yeah. The first match was the Dawsons versus Sal, Renaro, and Billy Buck. The Dawsons won, and they cut a promo afterwards, which yeah, I, I like that. Match. Yeah, I like that they uh, do that. They have the match and then cut a promo right after. Next up was Eli Drake versus Caleb Conley. Dude, Eli Drake is a freaking beast. I wanted him so bad on NXT. Yeah. But I'm glad he went to he he's with NWA. Well, has he been the NWA champion before? I not to my knowledge. I don't think so either. But I wouldn't be surprised if he becomes champion. Not pretty soon, because Nick Aldis is a freaking beast too. But I think soon, you know. Yeah. Uh, Eli Drake took on Caleb Conley and Eli Drake picked up the win Um, next was the uh, NWA tag team champion match 
or for the championship, uh, the wild cards was that Thomas Latimer, Royce Isaacs, and they defeated Danny White and Mims. Uh, but it was a non-title match. My bad. Um, I didn't watch that one. I think by that point I had already stopped watching. Um, but from what I had seen on Twitter, you know, everybody talking about it, the whole show was great. So I, I could imagine that this was a really good match. Yeah, the wild cards uh, pick up the win. And, uh, yeah, it was a pretty good match. Um, I think after this was, uh, what's his name? Joe, Joseph. James, he uh, came Joseph out. Joseph versus James Storm. Yeah, uh, Joseph came out and called out uh, Storm. But uh, he was talking about Tony Storm. Or not Tony, no, Tony Storm. Tim Storm. <laughs> Tim Storm. <laughs> <laughs> he was calling out Tony Storm from NXT. Now, he called out Tim Storm, but uh, James Storm came out. Said he's the only Storm that uh, anybody should be worried about. They fought, they had a match, and James Storm picked up the win. Yeah, real quick. And then after that was the main event of the evening for the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. They called this with Camille, defeated Tim Storm to retain the saddle. Uh, it was a good match. Um, there's no reason they call this shit in remain champion. It's barely, you know, the first episode of NWA Power. You need a big star and... Nick Aldis is a goddamn, goddamn star. I don't care what yeah, they say, he's a star. Saying Storm, uh, this, well, Tim Storm will never get another shot at the championship, and uh, he was crying. Like, they made it real emotional for that. Yeah. Um, and Aldis you know, came out, or, you know, at the end of the match, cut his promo, saying he's proud. Um, to wrestle Storm, uh, you know, it, it, yeah, it, from, from what I heard and saw you know like I said it was, it was a pretty good main event as well uh, it's pretty cool you know and it's on YouTube it's free and it's every Tuesday now there's two shows on Tuesday three real quick shows three shows yeah I know there's another one which, which one's the other one Impact oh sorry Impact <laughs> <laughs> it, it's, it's actually pretty funny because I actually like it because uh, AEW Dark I believe to my knowledge that announced it at 7 p.m. Central, 8, 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central, on Tuesdays, and uh, NWA Power, they announced it 6.05 um, Eastern, 5.05 Central, uh-huh. and uh, Impact is at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central. I think, because I remember them announcing AW Dark at 7 p.m. our time, and then they moved it to 6 p.m. I think they moved it so, like, you have... Three hours of watch, yeah, or four hours of wrestling on Tuesdays, mm-hmm. so they wouldn't be competing. With NWA, it's on YouTube, so you can watch that at any time. Yeah, it's on YouTube and Facebook, and same thing with um, AEW Dark. It's on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Impact. Yeah, they're both on YouTube, so I mean, watch them in any order, right? As long as they're out. Yeah, Impact is on uh, Access TV, but they haven't um, moved over yet. New episodes. It's just. Right now, they're uh, re-showing their pay-per-views. Yeah. So, I think the new episode starts... they have another uh, a TV deal, right? That's supposed to be announced pretty soon or something like that. No, they, they already announced that they're moving to Access, but the, they don't fully move new episodes over until October 29th, oh, okay. I believe. But with... Uh, yeah, something to look forward to. AEW Dark, they announced that the wins and losses will still matter on this show. And yep. that's... Pretty awesome. They're, they're just, you know, giving themselves another um, way of having more matches for us. 
Yeah, like I said it last time, it's a smart way, at least in my opinion, it's a smart way to have a three-hour show without feeling burnt out. Because I don't know how you felt, but I watched Raw and I, I fell asleep. Yeah. And it was more than just the fact that it was not a good show. Um, it, you know, it has to do that it's just three hours straight. It's really hard to stay, you know, with, with the tension on it and, and be into it. So I thought it was a great, uh, a, a great thing that they're doing. You know, AW Dark, you can watch it whenever, and it's only an hour. Uh, this one had what four matches, I think, and uh, the first one being Darby Allen versus Sema. A lot of people were pissed because Darby Allen hadn't won a match. And he was going up against Jimmy Havoc for a chance to go up against Chris Jericho next week. You know, whoever won between uh, Darby Allen and Jimmy Havoc, Jimmy Havoc gets to, uh, you know, get that championship match. And people were pissed because Darby Allen hadn't won a match. So, of course, people were upset. You know, he hasn't won. What about the wins and losses? All that stuff, whatever. Cody actually came out and said it's, of course, you know, the wins and losses matter. But it's also the, uh, what is it? The quality. Like the quality of, of the win or whatever the case may be. So he was saying, if, like for Darby Allen, for example, you know, he went with, to a draw with Cody. And Cody's probably the top babyface in the promotion. And, uh, well, spoiler, right? He beat Sima. And um, he was saying with Jimmy Havoc, Jimmy Havoc won and it wasn't a triple threat. And a lot of people were pissed because it's like, well, where's Pac? You know, he he's a what two and zero, three and zero. And people in the comments were saying, well, it makes sense because every win of Pac's it was against somebody who had just lost. You know, so I, I thought that was a great explanation. And even if you don't like it, at least he explained it. You know, like, I, I think that that's pretty cool. He thought of that. Um, but yeah, Darby Allen defeated Sima. It was a really cool match. Uh, it was before the show. Or, you know, before the live show. So, of course, the crowd was crazy hot. Um, he, he did three uh, coffin drops. And two of those did not connect. He has such a horrible percentage of actually sticking it. <laughs> <laughs> but the last one, he did get it. Got the pin. Uh, crowd went crazy, dude. People, like, Darby Allen's a freaking star. Yeah. Like, ever since that match with Cody, it, like, damn. He, he skyrocketed. Um, Darby Allen, like, whenever they signed him, uh, I, was, I was actually excited when they signed him. I want them to sign his girlfriend, his wife, I believe, actually, uh, Priscilla Kelly. Yeah. She was thinking, at the uh, Battle Royale, or Casino Royale, whatever. Yeah, I'm thinking they signed her, because I know Cody said, you know, uh, he hasn't... There's still, there's still people on the roster, even, yeah. and, and women as well, that haven't I, officially I, came on, or on, on TV, but they're signed. Yeah, I feel like yeah, she's one surprised. of them. But uh, yeah, well, yeah, definitely. That that match was real great, really good. Darby Allen pick up the win. The crowd went nuts for him, and it's funny because it was on the beginning of the show. Yeah, it was before. Uh, it was before the live show, so of course the crowd was really hot. Um, the rest of the matches, uh, crowd was still into it, but you can tell a little burnt out because it was after the show. Uh, the first one after the show was the Lucha Bros and they go by what? Hybrid 2, right? Yeah, Jack Evans and Jack Angelico. Evans and Angelico. Um, they went up against Private Party 
and the best friends. With Orange Cassidy? And, uh, with Orange, with freshly squeezed Orange Cassidy as a manager. And, uh, I mean, it's exactly what you would expect. Exactly what you would expect. Just a great match of spots. I don't know why people don't like Spotfest. I love Spotfest, dude. I love just, they're running around like crazy, doing all these crazy flips and jumps and all this stuff. It was freaking badass. And uh, the Lucha Bros, Lucha Bros won, or Lucha Bros, Jack Evans and Helico won. Uh, I was kind of hoping <laughs> Lucha Bros would have attacked Hybrid 2 because they were over, Hybrid 2 was, you know, pushing Lucha Bros around. They, you know, you guys are the B team, we're the A team, you know, the heel, heel things, you know, I, I thought that would be pretty funny. It didn't happen, but yeah, again, it was a, it was a great match. Yeah, I, I really didn't watch that match. Um, I, I forgot what I was doing. I was doing something while I was playing. <laughs> well, the next match, again... Uh, I did watch. After the show, uh, Dr. Britt Baker and Allie against B. Priestley and Penelope Ford. Uh, I had never really seen Penelope Ford, but damn, she's athletic as hell. She's doing a bunch of, you know, backflips and all this stuff to... Like, in the ring, it wasn't jumping out of the ring. Just, you know, her athleticism was crazy. Um, I think they did a good job of furthering this story with Britt Baker and B. Priestley. They they keep attacking each other, and I, I love it. You know, it adds to it. Allie, uh, she was an impact, right? Yeah, she was a. Uh, she died actually an impact. Yeah, <laughs> they killed her <laughs> off. Something like that. Um, I still there was a lot of buzz around her. She's one of the few females, at least to me, that it just hasn't clicked yet. But I mean, I have no doubt that you know, eventually it'll it'll definitely look look great. Yeah. I just think so far, she just it doesn't do it for me. But they uh, did defeat B. Priestley and Penelope Ford. Uh, like I said, it, it was real cool furthering this uh, this rivalry between them. And then Britt Baker uses this like I don't know abdominal stretch uh, submission, and then she like puts her puts her hand her hand down her down their throat and like starts pulling like it looks like it freaking hurts it's yeah uh, I, I love that submission it's like the mandible claw yeah yeah it's like a yeah it's like a mandible claw it's like an abdominal stretch that turns into a mandible claw and they can't even tap out <laughs> like they have to say like I give up pretty much and it's hard to say it because they got a hand down their throat but I love to do that that submission is, is something else. Uh, and then the show ended with uh, SCU against Jurassic Express. Um, it was a good match. I didn't like that Jurassic Express lost again to SCU. Yeah, it made no sense to me. They Yeah, it didn't make sense to me. I'm, oh, the only thing I could think of is during the tag team tournament they're going to win. Or hopefully win. Luchasaurus is a freaking beast. Like That dude is like a future AEW world champion is he taller um, than J- Jake Hager or is Jake Hager taller than him if I'm not mistaken Hager is like 6'5 six, 6'6 six, six. Luchasaurus is 6'8 okay then yeah he's definitely taller I want to say and then the only other big dude is Dustin and I think he's like 6'4 yeah Jake Hager so, is 6'6 uh, uh, oh, so yeah yeah so you know they're up there but I think Luchasaurus is still the biggest on the roster um, that dude's freaking amazing uh, SCU of course they're all badass um I like seeing Jungle Boy. Jungle Boy, he's underrated as hell, man. 
And what's so weird is this Marco stunt dude. He's 5'2". He's like 22, 23 years old. He's like a child. But some of the things that he can do is actually pretty cool. Uh, I wouldn't mind seeing him more. I really wouldn't. Uh, I think they're pretty cool. I guess I, I'm upset that they didn't win. I, I, I thought it would have been an easy call for them to win. But like I said, the only thing I could think of is they're going to go away or come away with a, a win during the tag team tournament. They got to come away with a win. Like, yeah. They haven't won any matches, have they? No. No, they haven't. And like I said, wins and losses matter. Yep. One final word. Hey guys, we know you're wrestling fanatics just like us, but are you also Funko fanatics? If so, then Pop Gorilla is a store for you. They specialize in Funko items such as Pops, Mystery Minis, and more. Located at the Corpus Christi Trade Center at 2833 South Padre Island Drive, booth 135. They're open Saturdays and Sundays, 1045 a.m. to 6 p.m. Follow them on Facebook at Pop Gorilla to stay up to date and make sure to tell them Rastin Tacos Podcast sent you. If you like Rastin as much as I do, then you gotta collect figures, pops, and autographs of your favorite wrestlers. You know where I go to get the best deals? Off the wall sports collectibles. They specialize in any and all sports memorabilia including wrestling. Best autograph 8x10s in the game. Visit them at the Corpus Christi Trade Center at 2833 South Padre Island Drive or follow them on Facebook at Off the Wall Sports Collectibles. Stay up to date. Tell them Wrestling Tacos Podcast sent you. Wednesday, of course, Wednesday Night Wars continue. Uh, week, week two. two. Uh, week two. Uh, what'd you watch? I watched both. What did I pay attention to? AEW Dynamite. AEW was definitely an attention getter. Um, I on Twitter, everywhere, everywhere, it was just buzzing with AEW stuff. They were both great shows. Um, I don't watch NXT live at all. I don't. I don't put it on you know side screen anything like that. I don't watch NXT live. I know what I'm getting with NXT. I still go through highlights things like that but damn AEW just grabs your attention it, it's the way I've kind of summed it up is you want for me I know you had a different opinion but for me in ring like strictly in ring like rest technical wrestling NXT but not by much but as far as an overall just great show or fun and like, I mean like Spots. You are excited. AEW, dude, hands freaking down. Yeah, like AEW was amazing. I was saying earlier that uh, NXT, the reason they didn't get my attention, the first match, they both began with the match. AEW began with Private Party versus the Young Bucks. Yeah. And NXT began. Yeah, NXT began with Leo Rush versus Drew Gulak for the NXT Cruiserweight title. I love Drew Gulak. I love Leo Rush, and the fact that Leo Rush is getting a push, and Bobby Lashley's over there fucking some chick, is hilarious. But within... <laughs> Who's the real winner there, honestly? <laughs> within the first... Honestly, Leo Rush, I mean, that dude, like... He, Hell no. <laughs> I, I, are you, You're talking about a champion versus, he, a championship versus Lana? He won a championship, serious? and then he released a rap song after he won that championship. I don't care. Lashley that that rap song was awesome. I don't care. Lashley has Lana. <laughs> I don't know, man. Um, but within like the first 15 minutes, NXT went on commercial break. They did the split screen, but that's what lost my attention. And Young well, Bucks... AEW had a lot of those as well. 
it's it's not. I think they were timed better. Yeah, it's not the split screen. It's just sense. private party versus Young Bucks. There was no commercial breaks at all during that match. You know what was great to me about it was because uh, the Neil Rush Drew Gulak match was freaking badass, dude. But that was really good. You're right in the sense like the same thing with me. Like I said, I don't watch it. I don't watch NXT live at all. I, I'm, I, I don't. <laughs> I don't think I have the attention span to go back and forth. But when I watched the Young Bucks versus uh, Private Party, you got these guys who are vets versus these up and comers, right? And we don't know much about Private Party except you know they can they can get it done. It was almost nobody really expected Private Party to win. I expected them to win. Yes, because you know you're a badass, right? But <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I, I thought it was pretty was obvious. Things, They're gonna put them over. To me, it was either uh, you know, you got the Young Bucks and the Lucha Bros, but I think are the top two teams. So I was sure one of those was gonna get upset, and I love the fact that the Young Bucks lost because not only does it show that you know, I mean, they're EVPs and they'll still put other talent over, but it allows them to go to a, a different type of feud which we'll get into later but it was so cool and how it ended too this it, it was a roll-up but it made sense it was surprising and you could you could tell from the crowd reaction it was something that it wasn't expected you know some people like you you know knew okay you know they're probably gonna win but the majority of the people in that in that uh in that building had no idea that would happen if you had no idea and it Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. If you didn't know, then you're an idiot. They all know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, and it, to me, it would have felt forced if Private Party won with their finisher. How are tag teams supposed to win with their finisher? Right? It, it, it was weird. I, I just felt like had Private Party done it and beat them clean. Remember, which this, it's not that this wasn't a clean victory, but if they had one they used their finishing all that i don't know i just would have felt like it was forced you know it needed to happen this way or you know they felt it needed to happen this way but when you roll them up like that it's almost like damn they were lucky it really is an upset to me and i thought it was amazing there was no point during that match that my eyes were off the screen and i think that's what AEW can do they don't have uh at least in my opinion the best technical wrestling and there's botches and there's things like that I like that because it shows to me whenever there's a botch especially the ones that they have it's uh, to me it's one of those things where it's like they're trying you know what I mean it's it's that kind of thing I guess sometimes I don't like it when it looks effortless yeah and uh, yeah dude it definitely grabbed my attention it was a great match they both had great matches to start but AEW had my attention that whole time Uh, so yeah, that, that's what happened there. Uh, Private Party beat the Young Bucks uh, with an upset with that roll-up. And, yeah, it, it was pretty good. And did you want to continue with NXT? Yeah, I'll run down with NXT real quick, and then yeah, you can talk about NXT, Dynamite. You know me with AEW. <laughs> <laughs> uh, NXT began with Leo Rush versus Hugh Gulak. Leo Rush picked up the win. And... Um, Ray, match, yeah, William Rio came out to uh, put the title around his waist. Yep. Gulak got back in the ring, pushed Rigo, got the title, and it like was going to be handed out. it to Leo Rush himself, right? Yeah, sh- uh, shoved it into Leo Rush's like chest and then shook his hand. Yeah. And uh, Leo Rush was like, what the hell? And smiling, and he, uh, William Rio put it around his waist either way. 
After that, Rhea Ripley came out to take on Aaliyah. This was a squash match. Squash, squash match. Goddamn. Squash. And, uh, squash. Squash. Like a squash? Squash. Yes. Okay, cool. I can't speak today. Um, Rhea Ripley. That's scary, dude. Yes. She's, uh, beat down pretty much. But Rhea Ripley picked up the win. And then she got a promo saying that for Shanna Bazzard to watch her back because she's coming for that title. And that's what all I want is Rhea Ripley to go after that title and win that title. Yeah. I'm on that bandwagon right now, too. After that was uh, Brazongo as a construction worker saying that NXT is under construction. <laughs> taking on uh, some guys named Ever Ever Rise, I think. But the Forgotten Sons came out and attacked them. So then they took on the Forgotten Sons. And why the hell are Forgotten Sons on NXT? Like, why? These guys suck. The Forgotten Sons? Yes, except for uh, the one that used to be Gunner. I don't know his name. But he used to be Gunner in TNA. He's alright. He's the big dude. But the other two, the tag team, they, they fucking suck. And they beat Brazongo. Brazongo went from jobbing on the main roster to jobbing on the next scene now. I Why? actually love Brazongo. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I love them too, but like they're, they're jobbing. Yeah, no, they, they really shouldn't. But, hey man. I don't know. You, you know what I'm starting like to kind of notice with NXT? It's very, very small. But you can see some like raw influences. Just tiny, tiny cracks of things. Yeah, well, maybe, it's, uh, it's still Vince's company. <laughs> maybe I'm just tripping, but I'm starting to see things where it's like, that looks like something that would be on Raw. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's just, I, NXT is special because it's not like the main roster. I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't think, you know, just because it's the second week and they lost the first week and the ratings are in, you know, whatever. I, I wouldn't think that it's somebody saying, oh, you know, we got to make it like Raw or whatever. But there's little little cracks. So I wouldn't be surprised if down the line you start seeing weird, stupid stuff happen that would happen on Raw. Don't curse on XC, man. I'm not trying to curse them, but, you know, <laughs> that's what that um, After that was Roderick, Str- Roderick Strong versus Isaiah Swerves. Scott, I think. And uh, Strong picked the win. Afterwards, uh, Anaspiri came out. Adam Cole cut a promo. Led to Velveteen Dream coming out. Saying uh, some stuff about Roger Strong. That he's going to go for a title in two weeks, I believe. And he's going to get Sal back. And then I led to Champa coming out. Going to the ring. Sitting down and CM Punk style and saying, Goldie, daddy's home. That was a big pop. Chompa's the shit. Yes, Chompa's the best. When we came back to commercial, Kathy Kelly was backstage with, uh, damn, what's his name? Garza. Uh, what's his first name? Damn it. Um, I think I it's, is it that, it's Andrew? No, it's not Andrew. What the hell? I can't remember the name, but uh, Garza. And um, Kathy Kelly was looking for Chompa for an interview. Garza interrupted, saying... You know, how about you interview me? And then she saw Sean Bob walked away. And he walked up saying, you want to interview him? Of all people, him? And then he says, I'm shit in Spanish. And this is like the best thing ever. Sean Bob just like fucking punched him. Laid him out. And then Kathy was like, Sean Bob, what, what did he say? I don't know. And walked away. <laughs> that was the best thing ever. And after that was the main event, Walter versus Kushida. I'm going to be honest, I didn't see this match because 
I went over nine o'clock at nine o'clock. I I just turn off my shit. Honestly, dude, match of the night, man. Yeah, as well as hearing. I I mean, I watched up until like the night. I, I didn't watch honestly because I was more interested in AEW's um main event. Oh, same. Uh, same, and and don't get me wrong, dude. That AEW main event is freaking perfect. But as far as uh, again going back to like the technical wrestling standpoint, Walter versus Kushida was. A, Amazing match, match of the night, dude. You need to go back and check it out. For those of y'all who didn't see it, you need to check it out. Yeah, definitely, it's, definitely worth it. It's Walter, it's Kushida, so of course it'll be great. But uh, I'll probably yeah, go back and watch it. Not underwhelming at all. You know, you sometimes you get these two. You know, you know they're supposed to have a great match, and then they don't deliver it. Like AJ Styles, Nakamura. You know, sometimes. No, this one knocked it out of the park, dude. Go check it out. Um, yeah, that was NXT. Uh, we already got to Dynamite with Private Party beating the Young Bucks. After that, the Private Party were in the audience celebrating with the audience. And this was all going on while the commercial was playing, so it was, you know, in the, in the split screen. And I like that because it's like we, we weren't missing anything. You know, um, they, you know, and they came back, of course. And I, I just love the fact that. With some of these commercials, I hate commercials, of course, like everybody, but I love that for the most part they're doing them, you know, on this side or in picture, whatever the hell it's called. And they're doing it at times that it makes sense or, you know, nothing is really, really going on um, to take you away from it. So you still are invested in it because you know you're not missing something, but it's also, it's just the right time. So I, I love that. Um, after all that happened Chris Jericho Santana Ortiz Sammy Guevara and Jake Hager came out it's so weird because when I I look at them you know almost every dude there except for Jake well every dude there except for Jake Hager I've always liked but it's just you know it's like oh you know it's real mix of magic almost like a what was it League of Nations (laughs) you know where it's like you just throw a bunch of random dudes together how is this gonna work that's I'll tell you how you make it work, man. You just have Chris Jericho talk. That's what a faction should be, though. It's like a mixture Jesus, of everybody. Dude. I know, but oh my god. You know what we were talking about? The, well, we didn't really talk about it, but you mentioned right, Velveteen Dream had his promo. Velveteen Dream is great at promos, right? Mm-hmm. Watch his promo on NXT and watch the Chris Jericho promo, and you'll see the difference between scripted and unscripted. Jesus, dude. Chris Jericho's going off. Uh, they're now called the Inner Circle, and I'm not gonna lie, dude. When I heard Inner Circle, my eyes rolled. Like, are you serious? <laughs> it took but five minutes for me to be like, "Damn, Inner Circle's badass." I'm about to buy their shirt. <laughs> Chris Jericho just puts them over. And you have to realize, dude, the pressure of okay, you have to maintain your heel status. You got to say things right. That's gonna get reaction. You also have to put over each of these guys. Which, like with Sammy Guevara, he called him a Spanish god. Which, oh my god, please make a shirt of that. Um, Santana and Ortiz, you know, mentioning how, you know, they've been in other promotions, but they've never been more nastier, you know, and, uh, and just psychotic, you know what I mean? Until now. And you have, I think it's Ortiz, just over there, licking, or with his tongue out, like a it's, freak. It's- Funny, Sammy Guevara has his tongue out, but like Sammy they, Guevara always has tongue out, they, they right? both have it differently. Oh, but it was so funny. And then you have Hager 
it's so weird dude. I, I've, I've said it multiple times I don't I didn't care for him but I love him as an enforcer dude he doesn't talk but he's just intimidating especially around them you know because they're smaller wrestlers he's just intimidating man Let, let's and, let's go on one thing that uh, Jericho said though he what? said he is undefeated in MMA and he is the most feared he, he is the most he feared guy he in MMA in, in wrestling or in uh, in combat sports really and yeah. there's you? ways that you can look at that and he's not wrong you know what I mean like are, so what it was easy, dude it was easy for me to see like to hear it and be like okay dude you know yeah he's 2-0 oh, whatever you know what I mean have you seen the guys he fought huh have you seen the guys he fought I've only seen one of them one of them looked like a dad bod the other one looked like he kind of looked like Chris Jericho actually I'm thinking about the dad bod but the other one you like know, they both were out of shape but you know what was funny is uh, Chris Jericho you know I mean he's on Twitter he's always on Twitter and somebody was saying you know pretty much bashing like yeah you know you're saying Hager's you know the most feared dude or whatever and that's a lie and whatever and Jericho was like oh yeah say it to his face <laughs> <laughs> let's be honest let's be honest dude if he was right in front of you I mean I mean, I, t- I told y'all on Sunday I'm gonna be interviewed Jake Hager one of these days. I am gonna get a damn sit down interview. Chokehold, and... <laughs> but, but but that's the thing though. Yeah, in this promo, he put every every single one of them over. He made the stupidest name in faction over. Of course, then, I mean he he and, got a little bit of the bubbly over the list this over. Isn't even, this isn't even the best part of this promo, dude. They started chanting "We the People" after he mentioned Jake Hager, which of course was huge. And well, I wouldn't even—I would personally say huge in WWE, but it's what it was it's what his character was. It was big, and it was—it drowned out Chris, uh, Jericho's promo to the point that he said, "Okay, okay, you know, whatever." Uh, we the people is dead and buried, and it was uh, a bad—it was bad creative, and. Everybody's, you know, they're cheering because they're like, oh, you know, wow, shot at WWE. And then he immediately goes to, I don't like uh, Cody. I don't like Dustin. He's a moron. And I hate Dusty. And, you know, he was this, this, and that and immediately got booze. You know how smart that is? You don't want him to be the heel that you cheer for. And he immediately got that heat back. That is a freaking veteran, dude. That was... It was an amazing promo. He said he's going to beat the shit out of Cody on TV. It has been, it. been one of his best promos, but, like, he got Inner Circle over. He got a little bit of the bubbly over. He got the list over. Like, this guy can do no wrong. It is amazing. He is, if there's anybody who thinks, like, he has done nothing for AEW or anything like that, they're, they're blind. Because, damn. Uh, he put them all over. It, it was great, dude. It was um, it was amazing. Uh, it was a great promo. I, I would honestly put it up with one of the best of his career, especially you know in the last five ten years. Um, definitely amazing. And uh, after that, there was the number one contenders match: Darby Allen versus Jimmy Havoc. This match uh, it was wasn't good. as hardcore. Or go ahead. This match was really good. It was really good. It wasn't as hardcore as you would have thought it would be. You know, with the people involved. But I kind of liked it. Because then you could save hardcore stuff like that for the pay per views. Yeah. Um, it, and it was uh, yeah, it was really good for you know, for the, like I said, for the people involved, it was really good um, for it to just be a straight wrestling match. I, I, I loved it. Um, 
he kept your attention on and the crowd went crazy when Darby Allen won. My wife, my wife doesn't even watch wrestling and she was watching this with me and she actually like jumped up out of the couch and was like, oh my God, you want, you know, like she was that invested in it and she doesn't watch. So that should tell you something. He, he's a star. They, they've oh, done dude, everything him, right for him. Right now, him, Sammy, and MJF, immediate stars, dude. All, all I'm waiting for is my boy Kip Sapien to get on TV. He's no, on AEW Dark next week, well, but yes, he is on AEW Dark against Sunny Kiss. I don't know who won. Of course, we'll find out next week. But I have no doubt he did. He put up an amazing performance, and I'm glad that he was on because we haven't seen him since what Double or Nothing. Uh, wow, we have not seen him since. Right. The, what the fuck? Exactly. He got the first singles win in AEW history. And it's in, wow, that's. Wow, mm-hmm. that's why, and that's what I love about this roster, dude. They don't put everybody on, so you miss these guys. You know what I mean? Like I, I love it. Hey, if you notice, Nyla Rose wasn't even on. Yeah, no, she wasn't on. You know, Nyla Rose wasn't on. Uh, and there's you know a bunch of other people, and then there's people who come back that you forgot were even on, and it was nice to see them. Uh, for example, we had Rio and uh, Britt Baker versus B Priestley and Emmy Sakura. Or Sakura, whatever. Mm-hmm. She was on uh, one of the shows before, if I'm not mistaken. One of the first ones. Uh, Double or nothing, Blue, actually. Yeah. She was in the six woman she comes, she comes back for this one, and dude, she put on a hell of a performance. She's like 44 years old. Yeah, she, she put actually. On a uh, hell of a performance, dude. She trained uh, Riho, who was her yeah. opponent. Mm-hmm. It, it's just, it, again, it, it's, it's one of those things where. I feel there's so much that they can do and they know that they can do it and a theme throughout this show was they set up so many different feuds and storylines that they can do so many different things so it's exciting to see what's going to happen um, so yeah it was Rio Britt Baker versus Sakura and B Priestley uh, like I mentioned earlier uh, Priestley and Baker you know continued their you know assaulting each other uh, B Priestley actually gave Baker a black eye yeah, a legit black guy, and you can't tell me that that's not nice to see. In AEW, there's always blood, or there's always somebody getting a black guy. <laughs> I love that. Um, it was really good. It was, it's cool uh, that they're not having Riho lose. You know, I mean, she is the champion, and uh, I, I like that. And I, they, actually, next week, Britt Baker and Riho are going to go up against each other, so that's going to be exciting to see as well, since they were just a tag team. Um, it wasn't the best match or anything like that, but definitely a good match. Yeah, um, Britt Baker won again. Oh, go ahead, I'm sorry. Britt Baker won again with her uh, same finisher, the tap out. Yeah, that tap out, the the mandible claw type thing. Yes, again, I, I love that they're continuing to do that, or that they finished two weeks in a row with that. Um, it's going to show how destructive it is. Um, after that was Sean Spears versus Moxley. Dude, I you know Sean Spears hasn't won yet, but damn, he looked like a that entrance. He, he looked like a freaking superstar. I didn't like him in WWE as Ty Dillinger, the Perfect no, Ten. I did not I like. I hated this Ty Dillinger. I, I hate the Shans and everything, but whenever he came to AEW, I was like, man, I don't like him. He is a mediocre wrestler, and his gimmick is just stupid. They changed his gimmick completely. They made him into a fucking heel. And he's just running with it. He, I saw him here at Gulf Coast Wrestling Alliance in June, and he was um, playing up uh, heel because he was facing one of the baby faces of the company. 
And uh, from there, I was like, dude, this guy, the, the, the way he was, I was like, this guy's fucking awesome. Yeah, he looks like a freaking superstar, dude. Like, just the, the whole chairman thing. I, I don't even care how long ago it was. It's still one of those things that you don't know if he can bust it out again. And he's not going to hit anybody in the head again. But you, it's just one of those things. You don't know. And, of course, he's going up against Moxley. And everybody knows that I love Moxley. Moxley was not going to lose. But I love what, you know, I, I love what they're doing with Sean Spears. I just hope he wins soon. And yeah. I love Tully on his side, dude. Tully is a creepy old man. <laughs> <laughs> and it, he was getting so involved. And I know a lot of people were upset that, you know, he's straight up grabbing Moxley and in front of the ref and the ref's not disqualifying him or throwing him out. It, it, again, they already made the whole call that it's ref discretion or whatever. I love that third lenient. I do. Yeah, a lot of people don't, especially old heads, but... I love it. Um, it's all, it was so weird. I don't know if you saw, there was a point after uh, Tully threw uh, Moxley, I love that he gets involved, he threw Moxley into the steps, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, Spears was, you know, he was there punching Moxley. And at one point, he actually looked at Tully, and Tully made this face, like, it was like a creepy old man, just like hit him harder. <laughs> you know, it was so gross and weird, but it was like, he seems like that kind of dude. Like, take it far. You know, like, be, be dastardly, be this just heel that's just crazy psycho, you know what I mean? I, I love the dude. I love where it's going. I just, like I said, I hope pretty soon they set him up for a match where he can win. Yeah, uh, during um, during the match, they had Pac on commentary, but... Yeah, dude, how... Okay, you gotta realize that this is like a dream team of commentating, because it's Jim Ross, Shivani, and Excalibur. We're all great. Adding... Tony Schiavone really made it great. He had, they had Pac on, and he made it even better with yeah. the things he was saying. And they add to the story, again, with the whole storyline or story thing, they add to the story because even he was like, I have a great record. Why am I not the one against Jimmy Hatt? You know, like that kind of thing. I love that. It sets up so many different things. Just like at the end of this, uh, Moxley ended up winning, and Kenny Omega comes out, Street clothes with a barbed wire broom and a barbed wire bat. And remember, he's the cleaner, so he got that broom. He actually threw his bat to Moxley, and it was like, hey, you know, you get the bat, I got the broom, let's go at each other. And then out of nowhere, Pac, dude, it it hurt. It, like, I watched it, and it hurt. He got a chair. Pac got a chair, and it's like directly, like uh, vertically, got the chair like to the back of the head to Omega. And it adds to it because remember it uh, it was all in, right? If I'm not mistaken, um, it was Pop versus Omega. And then you have, of course, Moxley making his debut, and he's had his things with uh, with Omega. And I wouldn't be surprised if they add Sean Spears in this as well. There's just so many different things they can do, and I thought it was a really good match. I don't. Did Pop face Omega already? Wasn't it Pac versus Omega? At all in? Yeah. Yes, because uh, because Moxley oh, was Oh, all out, all out, yeah. I'm thinking... Oh, all out. Did I say all in? Okay. Yeah, I was like going back to all in. I was like, I'm thinking... <laughs> you going where? Hey, I get him confused. But yeah, you know what I mean? Like, it, it's weird because when I first saw it, I was like, why the hell is he attacking him? And then I realized, wait, he did face Omega. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it, it makes sense to a it, point because it's just like, what's going to happen? And then, um, so of course... Omega's on the floor. 
Moxley's pretty much telling Pyre, get out of here. And you kind of, okay, you're wondering, right? You know, is, is Moxley going to attack him? You know, he's already down. Is he going to attack him? And he doesn't. And to me, that's good, like, anti-hero stuff because it's like he could have been this straight heel, beat the hell out of him with his bat. And instead, he's like, you know what? It's almost like I want you at your best. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I, I love that. I love that so much. Yeah, after that was uh, the main event. Um, yeah. <clears throat> Chris Jericho, Sammy Guevara against Dustin Rhodes and Hangman Adam Page. It was, uh, I love that pairing. Like, did you, did you look at it just as a pairing, like, you know, from that standpoint? You have Dustin, who's 50, and Hangman, who's 27, against Jericho, who's 48, if I'm not mistaken, about to be 49 next month, and Sammy, who's 26. Okay. You have this, these 20 some year veterans going up against these guys who've been wrestling in you know, the past couple of years. Uh, dude, I, I love that matchup. Sammy Guevara teaming with Chris Jericho. For those of you who watched the interview that we did with them, we actually asked them who he would want to face. And the only name he threw out, Chris Jericho. And I was talking to my wife about it last night. Like, can you imagine being in his shoes? Like saying, like, you know, what I want is to face Jericho. You know, that'd be somebody I want to face, right? He's a GOAT. Or he is the GOAT. And then you're teaming with this guy. And not only are you teaming with him, you're in this faction with him. Like, this dude's talking about you on social media. Like, you're a freaking star now, dude. You know what I mean? Have you seen his uh, followers on Instagram now? No, I haven't. I when, haven't when we interviewed him, he was at about 27, 28,000. Uh-huh. Now he's like at 30, 38,000, I believe. That's that's pretty good. I, I'm crazy happy for him, dude. He's a genuine, great dude. And, I mean, he deserves every ounce of success he gets. But I love, you know, you know with AEW, you know, when it first, before we finish talking about it, you know, the main event, um, I thought, you know, you know it's, it's Sammy. Of course, he's known down here. And... It's going to be great for him. But damn, dude, to think they had such bigger plans than what we thought, or at least what I thought. Yeah. You know, because not only did he go have a great match with Cody, but then he comes back out in the main event, you know, and does the, you know, start, he does the, uh, kicks Cody in the nuts and starts beating him, whatever. And he becomes part of this faction. And I see so much potential with this faction. Like, you know what I thought? A lot of people are comparing it to NWO. I'm, I think of it as a kind of like evolution, dude, but with a tag team. You have the older guy, but he's still a great wrestler in Jericho. You have the up-and-comer in Sammy. You have the enforcer in Hager, and then you have a tag team in uh, Santana and Ortiz. I love it, dude. I love what they're doing, and with Sammy at I'm, I'm really happy for him. Uh, the match was great. I don't There was a spot. Uh, what is it called whenever Hangman does that that lariat or that, that clothesline? He jumps, he does that back flip, or he does that, that front flip, and he does the clothesline. Do you remember what it's called? I'm not too sure. I think someone called it cowboy shit, but I don't think that's the actual name. No, I think that's just like one of the slogans. I, I don't yeah. remember what it's called, but whatever it is, did he knock the hell out of, the, out of Sammy? Sammy's arms were still up and stiff. I thought he was knocked out, dude. Like, I, he sold the hell out of that. 
I actually I love that song. That song was awesome. It was crazy good. Um, Dustin, at 50, can still freaking move. Um, Hangman, hey, this is probably the best I've ever seen Hangman. You know, a lot of people are down on him, and I was one of them, but I, I like the way he, he was in this match, and I'm glad he didn't take the pin. Uh, Jericho, of course, he's always great, man. Even when he's not great in the ring, he can make up with the, you know, with the things he does. And I don't care what anybody said, dude, that Judas effect, I would knock your ass out. I will knock your ass out. Um, but like I said, overall, great match. Um, they won actually with Hager interfering um, while the Sammy was holding on to the ref. Uh, he came in and uh, hit Dustin, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. And they got the pin. With the Judas It was a great match. And then you have even more happen. Uh, what was that? I think that, you know, they all started. They all started attacking them, of course. Um, let's see what happened here. Forgot exactly what happened. Or, you know, who came out at, at one point. Uh, uh, the Inner Circle attacked um, Dustin and Hannon. They were attacking Dustin, and then the and lights then, go out. Full Undertaker moment. The lights yeah. go out, and when they turn back on, it's Cody. Cody didn't even wrestle this, uh, this, this uh, show, right? No, he didn't wrestle. See, I love that. Like, it's one of those things. You, know, you don't even have to wrestle, or you know, they don't all have to be on the on the show like that. And I, I love that. Um, yeah, so you know, Cody's there. He did the. Going at Chris. He did the crossroads to Sammy, and that was actually a pretty good sell. Yeah. For the crossroads, I was like, ah, that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he did that on Sammy, and then going, he started going after Chris, if I'm not mistaken. And that's whenever uh, Santana and Ortiz came out. Uh, then they, I think they ended up holding Cody, and Jericho was about to hit him with the championship, and that's when uh, the Young Bucks came out, no. which made sense. No, right? they didn't come out or, yet. No? Is that what happened? That's when uh, Maxwell Jacob Freeman came out. Oh, he came out first. My he bad. came out with the steel chair. And oh my god! Dude, he... The way that they're teasing this—well, he's a heel, but to Cody, this turn on Cody. I love it, dude. It's almost agonizing. <laughs> like, he, it's uh, like, oh my god, he, you know, he's gonna do it, he's gonna do it, and he doesn't do it. Yeah, he I was uh, gonna attack Santana Ortiz, but he was hesitant, and then all three of them held up Cody to for him to hit up Cody with the chair, and yeah. he had like a little like, smirk going on, and then he hit Santana and then Ortiz, and then took out Jericho, and he soaked in the moment way too long. He was like, yeah, see, everybody thought I was gonna... He's my best friend. Everybody thought I was gonna. He's not my best friend. No, he's my best friend. And he didn't even check on Cody. He was just like, "Yeah, yeah," looking at the camera. Yep. And yep. then Jericho got up and hit him with the like freaking star, yeah. by the way. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then uh, yeah, so of course they numbers game starts getting them down, and then the young bucks come, uh, make the save. Uh, they threw. They they did the dives right to Ortiz and Santana. Yeah. Uh, and then I know at some point I don't know if you saw it. Uh, Paige actually threw a chair at Hager right in yeah. front of the camera. And, oh my, that was the loudest damn chair shot. Like, you know, it didn't hit him like a chair shot. He just threw the damn chair in his face, dude. I love that. Yeah, and then they, they were backstage. They were fine uh, backstage. Yeah, and then uh, you know, so all that's going on. Jericho gets out, and he actually started attacking a ref. Where I'm mistaken, like he was pissed, started attacking the ref. And then he turns around and freaking Darby Allen <laughs> skateboards down the ramp. 
jumps off into a knee strike to the face. Oh my god. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> it sounds like a lot. It's because it was a lot, but damn. It, it was such a badass way to end the show. Uh, actually, it ends with Jericho getting the uh, getting the mic and, you know, uh, it, you know, Cody November, you know, at your funeral and, uh, you know, Alan Darby, excuse me, Darby, I got you next week. Calls him a bitch. It, it was amazing. It was a great way to end the show. Badass, badass way to end that. Um, and I didn't hear anybody else talk about any other show, dude. Uh, they talked about Hell in a Cell. <laughs> they were not talking about Hell in a Cell on, on Wednesday. <laughs> Let's, like, not ever bring that up again. <laughs> but, the yeah, overall, man, great week in wrestling. For the most part, great week in wrestling. These Wednesday night, Wednesday night wars, dude, are something else. We're getting so spoiled with this, but I love it. Um, and uh, the winners of this week's uh, ratings was actually uh, AEW. AEW again. Uh, they so what came out is uh, they have a million. They had a million viewers. Uh, however, they weren't counting you know, those a couple hundred thousand people that were watching on True TV. I think if, if there was a baseball game, I think it went over or something like that. So they were watching on there. Um, I don't think they'll add that or or whatever the case may be. But either way, I mean, there's still a million. Uh, and then eighty. I mean NXT. I think was in the seven hundred thousand. Yeah. So slight decline. Uh, has no does not mean that the show was not good though that show was amazing um, and you can expect the dip it's for both of these especially right now I think there's a bunch of baseball games going on but um, you know keep watching eventually they're going to hit a comfortable number you know where it's going to be consistent uh, for both shows and uh, you know you can call it a competition or whatever ultimately man it's just two great shows on Wednesday and uh, the week isn't over when it comes to wrestling. Uh, Friday, again, like we mentioned earlier, there's the draft. Uh, Roman Reigns versus Seth Rollins for, you know, whoever gets to choose first. Uh, was there any other matches on it? No, that was the only match I announced. It's the beginning of the draft. Um, who do you think is going to get drafted to SmackDown? Honestly, dude, I have no idea. <laughs> I hope AJ goes back. AJ Styles. Um... Uh, but at the same time, he's a champ, so I don't know how that's going to go. Um, I think Roman Reigns will stay there. I think Charlotte will stay there. Um, wherever Charlotte goes, Andrade will probably go, but I mean, I don't even know if we'll see him on TV. Uh, Becky Lynch, I think, will stay on Raw. Seth Rollins will be on Raw. I don't know, man. Oh, I'll be honest with you, I'm not really excited for it. You're not excited for the draft? I'm not excited for the what? draft. What? This is one of the only drafts I'm not excited for. Are you kidding me? Like it's I it's not kidding. It's the draft. It's WWE's draft. It's where SmackDown not SmackDown, it's, it's where so horrible, dude. USA so and Fox you know, decide. Uh, when I was young, it was my dad who got me into wrestling. Right? We used to all sit down and watch wrestling together. When I stopped telling him about AEW and I was doing this or whatever, he actually got excited and watched AEW. And when I told him, you know, that week, The Rock and Stone Cold and whoever were coming out on SmackDown, he was like, oh, damn, you know, that's, you know, who we used to watch. I'm going to record it and I'm going to watch it. Man, I just talked to him today. <laughs> I asked him if he watched SmackDown. He's like, yeah, I saw The Rock. After that, I didn't turn it off. I got pretty pissed because they said they were going to have Stone Cold. They said they were going to have Undertaker and, you know, everybody else that did not show up. And he was actually 
people do. They just upset me so much. It's so hard to be a fan of theirs. So, no, I'm not excited. Well, I'm excited for the draft. I bet you are. I want the Miz to go back to, uh, <laughs> to Raw. He's going to be a face anyways, man. Not with Paul Heyman, man. Man, I don't know. I, I think he's still going to be a face. Yeah, I'm not excited at all. But um, you know what I'm excited about? What was that? You know what I'm excited about? What? Our, uh... Wrestler last, of the Week? Last week's Wrestler of the Week, actually. The Latin heartthrob, yeah. Gino, got signed to Major League Wrestling, MLW. Yeah, multi-year contract. Two, yes, two-year contract. That is fucking awesome, because he is one of my favorites. He, you know, he's probably my favorite from Gulf Coast, and the fact that he actually, like, I kept telling him, like, dude, you're gonna get, you need to get signed somewhere, and the fact that he actually got signed... To MLW, which I've been needing to actually watch. Now the fact that he's going to be on it makes me want to watch it. And um, him versus Austin Aries will be a damn good match. Him versus Teddy Hart. Him versus um, MJF, I believe, is still there. Like, there are so many matchups I want to see now with him. Like, it, it's, it's just exciting. Yeah, you guys need to make sure to check that out. With that being said, did you have your... Wrestler of the Week? Yes, our uh, Wrestler of the Week. If you are new here to our podcast and you made it this far, well, then you ran our names. You know what we feel about wrestling. We have Wrestler of the Week, which is brought to you by Indie Empire Magazine. Indie Empire Magazine is a magazine dedicated to the independent wrestling scene. If you watch the mainstream stuff, WWE and AEW, you haven't watched any of the independent stuff, you know where to begin, then pick up Indie Empire Magazine. They have all your stuff covered pretty much. From New Japan to Impact to Ring of Honor to, um, yeah, your local indies and everything. It's pretty awesome. But uh, my wrestler of the week is none other than Nate Jolly. He is from Ingleside, Texas, and he wrestles at Gulf Coast frequently. And he is one hell of a wrestler. He will be this Saturday at... Lion Pride Sports, which is in Brenham, Texas, at Doors Bowl at 7 p.m., bell time, 8 p.m. He'll be facing Mike Dell. That's another show I've been meaning, been meaning to go to, but it's like towards Dallas, so I just haven't drive, drive up there. And uh, he'll also be at the next Golf Coast show, which is October 25th, uh, Nightmare on Air Street 3. He um, He's a good wrestler, great wrestler. He actually wrestled... Sean Spears, which is my match for y'all to go check out. It's on YouTube, Golf Coast Wrestling Alliance. Uh, he faced Sean Spears, and it was a damn good match. Sean, like I said, I talked about Sean Spears being down here. That's actually the match he was in. He uh, healed it up, and it was pretty funny when he did it. <laughs> and he's also a really cool dude. Uh, we've met him. Oh, well, I, I, I'm sure you've met him already. Uh, but whenever I went down... Uh, to Corpus for the Gulf Coast uh, show with Sammy Guevara. Uh, we met him. Pretty cool guy. Um, he has one of the best chants that I've heard. I've never heard him at a wrestling show. Uh, what is it? Is it Swole or is it Mr. Swole? Uh, swole. 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 Yep. Every, everybody in that place chanting. Swole. 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 It, it, was, it was pretty cool. You can see the reaction on his face. He loves it. Um, really, really cool. Really cool guy. Uh, great wrestler. And, uh, yeah, that's, is that pretty much it for the week? That's really, that's really it. Um, of course, you know, we got things coming up for Friday. 
Um, there's no pay-per-view on Sunday that I'm aware of, so that would be good. Um, but we will be going live probably on Sunday still, right? Yeah, Sunday. Yeah, we'll still be going live on Sunday uh, to discuss well, the SmackDown fallout. Um, of course, by that point, see what's going on, what wrestlers have been drafted to, whatever brand, whatever the case may be. Uh, and then after that, you'll just catch us next week. Yep. Uh, Facebook is Rastin Tacos Podcast. Uh, follow us everywhere else. Instagram, Rastin Tacos. Uh, Twitter, Rastin Tacos. We hardly use Twitter, but you can still follow us. And uh, Instagram, post okay, all I, I get on Twitter. You can let me know what's up. <laughs> let me know what your favorite tacos are. That's what I want to know. Your favorite tacos. It's actually a give question I'm going to ask my next give interview. your favorite wrestler and your favorite taco. My favorite wrestler? No, I mean for every boy. I mean, yeah, you can, sure. I mean, uh, <laughs> it's, a, it's a tough question. I don't know. Um, it's like there's too many to choose. Uh, John Cena. That's not a taco. Oh, a taco. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. Oh, that. pizza. Yeah, pizza taco. taco. John Cena? Are you serious? Pizza okay. taco. Taco pizza. Oh, shout out to Joe Alonzo. Yeah. Get one of his shirts. Joe Alonzo Jr. Cloud Chaser. He probably never listened to this, but, you know, <laughs> shout out though. <laughs> Please go follow him on Instagram, and whenever he's on live, watch. He's freaking hilarious. Uh, let him know that Russian Tacos Podcast sent you. <laughs> <laughs> taco pizza's pretty cool. Uh, is that really your favorite? <laughs> Uh, that's my favorite type of taco. Yeah, pizza. Okay, yeah, sure. I guess I, mean, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, whatever. Anybody else, if you do listen, please let me know. You can tag me in it. My name's Ruben Blanco. Let me know. <laughs> it will be so hilarious. Well, that's pretty much it. Um, we'll catch you guys Sunday, and then we'll catch you guys next week. Thanks yep, for listening. The Tacos Podcast. Just remember. Brasslin' Tacos Brasslin' Kingdom This isn't just wrestling